1: dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lind hi emily
0: hi Brittany. how are you i'm good how are you i'm not too shabby
1: that's good did you have a good week um
0: yeah it was okay i didn't i didn't do much um let's see I recorded an episode of the podcast with my dad. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I recorded that Thursday night, and it went up yesterday. So if you're listening to this, it should already be up. And you should check it out, because it's just my dad. And I thought it was just going to be him, like, badly remembering The Last Jedi for, like, 20 minutes. Because this is a guy who once okay at all perhaps is saying he loves the lord of the rings movies he once when trying to talk about it with my brother and i said oh you know the movie with the three guys with the box <laughs> which is not i mean it's not even there's like one box but so i wasn't expecting like a real like in-depth conversation but we ended up having one and he had a lot of interesting things to say about religion and about the force and i don't know we talked for like an hour and a half and people so far seem to enjoy it which makes me happy
1: yeah like i totally thought too that would be like kind of like a short conversation like his review and when i downloaded it on my phone and saw that was like an hour and 36 minutes i was like i'm in 100 <laughs> percent. but no like i loved your dad like I, I'm inviting myself to Thanksgiving. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding, but <laughs> no, but you know, especially like his talk on like religion and you know other things about Star Wars and how like he, he saw like Ray and Kylo. Like it's interesting. Like I really enjoyed his like point of view and him trying to put together what happened in the last movie. Yeah, yeah, and how he named everything like the bad order, and I forgot some of his other names for things, but it was really funny.
0: The bad order was a pretty good one. The bad order people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now I'm
0: like, "Oh, that's that's why I describe people on Cone Wars as oh, the sheep-looking alien <laughs> dude or and of course our our good friend big face alien guy." <laughs> I mean, I, I'm worried that I'm already like this at, at my age. And God only knows what's gonna happen like when in my sixties or seventies.
1: <laughs> I just can't wait to have you like explain Star Wars and it being like, oh yeah, the three people in the spaceship or something. <laughs> 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 oh well yeah, I definitely I highly recommend everyone checking out dad pod. And maybe I too will do a dad pod version. I know my oh, dad's probably down. I know my dad's probably down because um we were we were going to hike today and um I was talking about how you would record an episode with your dad and my sister's like Well is dad gonna do what? And that's my impersonation of my sister because she's That's really, really good impersonation. Yeah. she God, she is so loud. Like I was I was writing an essay before this at a time to essay one of my classes and I just hear like ah! or she does her like porg impersonations. Like so I just hear like ah! like every twenty minutes. And, yeah, it's it's been a loud couple of days. My sister's in town. I've been doing family things for the past couple of days. But, yeah, she asked, oh, is dad going to do one? And I'm like, yeah, if he wants to. So maybe I'll do something with my dad sometime soon or I'll figure it out. Maybe when Solo comes out, I'll do uh, one because I don't know if we're all going to see Solo together. So, okay.
0: You know, what's so funny because my dad, it, he was he, – At first he was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know why anyone would want to listen to me on this. This is ridiculous. And I'd be like, no, people are really excited about it. And he's like, but why? They're just going to be bored. And then I was talking to him and my mom yesterday and we were talking about it. And he started talking about um, like Star Wars and religion again. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe there's a sequel episode in that. And I'm just like, wait, (laughs) now you're already talking about coming on it again. I'm like, okay, but if, if we're going to do the religious thing, then I have to get, like, Eric or somebody on to do it with him. Maybe my, maybe my dad should just do a podcast with Eric Struthers.
1: <laughs> I, I don't have to be involved with it all. We should have them both on, and then just us two just sit in silence for the whole episode and just let them speak. It'd probably be a pretty good discussion, actually. I know. Oh, my God, I'd love that. Uh, anyways, my porks came, yay! Yeah, it was really awful because I, for some reason, when I ordered them, I put in the wrong address. That's bad. Yeah, because I got home from from my first uh, day of classes on Monday, and I'm like, "What the hell?" My package didn't come, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, "Oh no!" But I called Think Geek, and I'm like, "Help." My porgs are somewhere. I didn't say that, but I was like, "Oh, my package, my very important <laughs> package," but not. Nah, they came that night on Tuesday night, and they're they're pretty good porgs. I got like a porg backpack. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the porg variant of the Toys R Us porgs, and then I got another one just like that one, and then I got this like pillow tootsie roll looking porg. Yeah, it's like the burrito looking
0: one, right? Yeah. I think they also do a, a Chewbacca and a Yoda.
1: Yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah, I want them to do an Ewok. Ooh, that'd be cute. I might get that one. But yeah, I, uh, I'm i at 18 now. And I did go to Disneyland the other day, and I stopped myself from buying another Porg, which is rare, I know. Well, that's good. I got a new Porg, too. I got he it from you. It's a little, like, he's on a little,
0: it's a little, like, back cut backpack clippy porg and I named him Niblet (laughs) (laughs) Niblet and I also got a new Mendo and it's been a long time since I got a new Mendo because there's no new Mendo's to be had but somebody on Etsy was selling you know the little like cutesy crocheted figures Yeah. yeah it's one of those but it's Mendo he's actually very soft and he's got a little felt cape And little button eyes. I really like him.
1: I know. I think you posted a picture of him on uh, somewhere. You sent it to me. And it looked, like, really cute. It's really small, too, right? Yeah, it's about this... It's, like, it's about... It's a little
0: bigger than the palm of my hand. Aww. And he's got... He's almost, like, smiling a little bit. Which is nice, because most of my Mendo's are grumpy. (laughs) Happy Mendo. And now he's sitting on top of one of my pop figures so I can just see his eyes over the top of my
1: laptop. <laughs> mm. That's like one of my porgs. It's like leaning on my, my laptop just to like stay from like falling. Well, of course, I have like a bunch of eyes staring at me while I podcast. But I mean, <laughs> I should get used to that. No, like I used to have like a giant shelf of like stuffed animals, and it had like two rows on the shelf, and it was about six to eight feet tall, just like full of stuffed animals. So I'm used to things staring at me. Yeah, on the or desk fake. where I
0: record, I have I have my Mendo collection. I have my um the sort of floral pattern stormtrooper that I have. I have. A bunch of Twin Peaks pops. I have a couple of Forces of Destiny dolls, including the Endor Leia with the little wicket, and then I have a Pennywise. Um, Oh, like a it's one of the. Have you ever seen the Living Dead dolls?
1: I think so. They're sort of like yeah,
0: they're like horror figure dolls, and they did a they did a Pennywise that even has like a little balloon with it. It's pretty awesome.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I searched it right now. That's good, nice. Yeah, because it's
0: like it's it's the Tim Curry style Pennywise, mm. rather than the than the new movie one.
1: I still haven't seen it yet.
0: Oh my god, it's so good! You got it. You got to fucking watch it.
1: I need to watch a lot more movies. Like I'm trying to watch all of the nominated movies for the Academy Awards. Um, and then I just I binged um, Big Little Lies the other day. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Really dark, and some scenes are, like, really hard to watch, but, oh my god, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, and uh, Laura Dern. Amazing. That's pretty good. I know. Because you said you haven't watched, you've read the book, but you didn't watch the show, right? Right. I think
0: I watched, like, half the first episode, and I didn't dislike it or anything, and I was going to go back to it, and then I just sort of didn't. mm that happens to me a lot. I abandon I abandon TV shows for no reason whatsoever. Like, even the ones I really enjoy, I'll just be like, eh. And I just never bother to get back to it. Like, I've finished so... Like, I've abandoned almost all of the Marvel Netflix shows. Like, and sometimes it'll be, like, two or three episodes left in the season. And I'm just like, nah, I'm done.
1: <laughs> uh, I used to do that with, like, reality TV shows, where it's like... There was a point where I kind of figured out where reality was versus where it wasn't. Or, Mm -hmm. like, it would be just, like, so far back. And, like, I would just look at now being like, oh, like, why should I be watching this even though I know what happens? But. (sighs) TV. And I guess we have some Star Wars news. Well, we don't have much. But. A little bit. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's start off with um. We just found out today that Carrie Fisher won a Grammy for the Princess Diarist. Yes, for
0: best spoken word album. Um,
1: if you if you haven't
0: read the book yet, or even even if you have, frankly, I would I would say listen to the audiobook version. It's so good, and hearing and hearing her read her own words because she's such a great storyteller. It's really, it's really worth a listen.
1: I really want to do that for um, "Wishful Drinking" or her other book. Oh, "Postcards from the Edge" too, yeah. because I really want to start reading more um, from Carrie. And I don't know if I can do that right now because I just started back in school. But I have no—I should have no excuses. Like I'm only there like one day a week, but I do everything else online, so. But I really want to get into a more Carrie Fisher because I really loved The Princess Diarist. Like I really like connected with that book, and like I binged it in like a night. Like I couldn't sleep one night, and I read it for a couple hours, and it was really good. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I I think I've read m- most of her stuff, if not all of it, and sh- she just has such a a unique voice. And she's funny and brutally honest. And, I mean, reading her stuff is just amazing. She was such an amazing woman.
1: She was. (sighs) Well, we also got some news on uh, The Last Jedi book and some deleted scenes from The Last Jedi. There's an episode of the Star Wars show and they were on a Star Wars cruise, which now I suddenly want to go on a Star Wars cruise. Uh, they're talking about, you know, the movie and deleted scenes. And uh, they showed that Ryan Johnson met up with the, the writer of the book. And we're going to get, like, a lot more scenes. Like, we're going to get a scene where um, we get Han's funeral. We get uh, Paige and Rose together, which will be exciting to read because – I, you know, from the beginning, before seeing The Last Jedi, I've always wanted to see like sisters bond in Star Wars because we never really had like sister relationships. Yeah. So I want to see like how they interact. And the deleted scene is, I guess, the third lesson. And Ray and Luke have like a little conflict and I think we've heard that race wants to save the caretakers from something, but then like we see them having like a little party and it looks like a little caretaker rave. That should be fun. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this book. Um Normally like adaptations, like novelizations. I'm not, a huge fan of. Um, I, I like the the original stories more, but I don't know. I thought that like the Rogue One one has some decent stuff. Um, I don't. I don't think I read the Force Awakens one, but this one I'm pretty excited for. I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff. I'm glad we're getting Han's funeral, although that man that's going to be hard to read.
1: Yeah. I'm just excited that I want to read this novel because when I found out about the last or the Force Awakens novel, I wasn't as interested in it. And, you know, going back to Revenge of the Sith when I saw that when I was a kid and finding out that there was like a novelization because like, there were two. There was like one for kids and there was like the big one. And when I found out about the big one, I'm like, oh my God, I need to read this. And it's still one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Like that's really great movie novelization and the fact that i'm like really excited for the last Jedi novelization makes me excited because i'm not really a big book person anymore like i felt like i was more as a kid but now you know i'm so busy with like you know school and other activities but i definitely like want to set some time aside and like read this book and like get into it and talk with you about it like that's what i'm really excited about but I still haven't bought it yet because I don't know if I want to do, like, the, the Kindle or, like, get the actual book. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel
0: like there's books I want to own physical copies of. But at the end of the day, it's easier for me to just stick my Kindle in my purse. Because, mm-hmm. like, I read a lot on the train and, like, on my lunch hour at work and stuff like that. And the Kindle is much more convenient for that.
1: Yeah, because I got the princess diarist on because I have an iPad so I just got like the Kindle app and I did that and that was really easy I got the canto bite book um paper cover and I kind of regret it I think I should have gotten the Kindle but I don't know because I saw that um the, the pre-order for the last Jedi novelization was like 10 bucks off on um Amazon I don't know if that deal's still going on but I don't know I might take advantage of that sometime tonight or yeah
0: Now I just requested that my library buy it because they often because if they don't have it yet you can just request things through their online system. And if they Mm. they don't get it right away then I'll probably buy it. But if they end up buying that, which they probably will because they have a lot of the Star Wars books then I'll just wait on hold for a couple months and Mm get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I love it. But yeah, that's Should I book. Also with the deleted scene. What other deleted scenes do you think Because has it been officially said that we're getting lesson three and some more Canto Bite? Not Canto Bite, um Rose and Finn on the Supremacy. was that ship called The Supremacy? I don't know. Like I don't know what we're getting. Um
0: I'm not sure it's official, but I know what I want, and that's that I want more DJ scenes. <laughs> which apparently is also what my dad wants.
1: I know! I was surprised that you both like, like DJ. I love it.
0: I, You know, I hadn't really thought about it, but looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally my dad's kind of character. He's just so, like, weird. Of course my dad likes that guy. <laughs> no, my dad and I have very similar tastes in a lot of stuff when it comes to tv and movies and, and books and stuff like i'm always exchanging book recommendations with him and you know it's always like talking about the tv shows that i think they should watch and stuff like that
1: yeah my dad and I are just like so different. Like the kind of books that he reads, he reads a lot of like Civil War, wo- World War books. Like he's very into like US history. And he watches a lot of like History Channel stuff, sports. He loves Project Runway though. Like that's, God, that's the thing so we bond funny. with is watching. <laughs> like it. Retired cop, he loves Project Runway. It's the funniest thing ever. Like we have like conversations whenever like the seasons are on about, oh like why did this person win or oh like what styles are really in right now because like I have to explain to him sometimes because sometimes he's like wow like the design's really stupid. I'm like dad like that that's fashion now and like something's happened and he's like well you know it, it's kind of like my generation thing you want to understand and I'm like oh okay that's fine. <laughs> but. Oh, we watch a lot of American Ninja Warrior, too. We like those kind of okay. shows. Random. Random reality TV, but... I love dads.
0: <laughs> no, my dad's into a lot of... He reads a lot of... Or listens to a lot of... Like, sci-fi and fantasy and horror. And I mean, he also does... You know, like, a lot of historical nonfiction stuff, but... I don't, know, I don't know if he's listening to as much since he retired. When he was teaching, which he was doing up until last year, he had, you know, like a 20-minute drive to and from work each day. So he went through a lot of audiobooks.
1: Oh, wow. He was a teacher? Yeah. Aw, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's my dad's birthday tomorrow, so. I don't know if you're listening, Dad. Probably not, but happy birthday (laughs) happy (laughs) birthday Brittany's dad (laughs) i feel bad because i have to go to school tomorrow and we're having like some like family members over but yeah we went on a hike today got some in and out and then now we're just we're hanging out that sounds good Yeah, it's a good. He's happy because, like, my sister's in town. It's always nice when, like, she's in town because, like, my mom and dad love, like, when all of us are in the same house together. Oh, yeah. Even though it's, like, annoying because it's sometimes, because, like, (laughs) I don't know. Just, I love my siblings at all, but sometimes it's just, it's like, I want to be alone, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. But I love, I'm happy she's here. She's only here for, like, a couple more days. So that's fun. But,. Anyways, I I did something yesterday and a little bit today that uh, will will make you happy, Emily.
0: Okay, I'm waiting with bated breath.
1: I watched Labyrinth.
0: Yay! Oh man, I'm so happy.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, like, I I watched like most of it while I was at work um, yesterday morning and uh i had to like stop at like 15 minutes before the end because i had to leave like get everything ready for the the people at my work and leave but i watched the rest of it tonight and i have a lot of feelings (laughs) okay
0: are they are they good feelings or bad feelings
1: I mean, like, I I get it. I get the David Bowie thing now. Like, I get why. Like, I I never really was into David Bowie. I get why. Like, he's such like a big sex symbol. Like, even though he was like really weird in this movie, like, I dug it. I I think David Bowie is
0: one of the sexiest people who's ever lived, and I th- I think part of it just is. I mean, it's not even it's not even looks. Although he is he is a good looking guy. Mm. If you like the sort of, you know, like skinny androgynous look, which I do, but he's just so, I don't know. He's so himself and he's so confident, but he doesn't seem, it's not like a, it's not like that annoying, like swaggering, cocky kind of confidence. He's just so cool and he knows he's cool. But he's so cool that doesn't that it doesn't matter that he knows it's cool that he's cool. Like he just transcends any of those other like glam guys.
1: Yeah, I could kind of tell that like while watching this, like he didn't seem like cocky or like self absorbent. Like, you know, even like when he was still alive too, like the news that I would hear about him. So i used to be really interested in like celebrity news and like pop culture news like i never heard anything bad about david bowie
0: i never want to hear anything bad never. about david bowie
1: i don't I, think there is anything I, bad. I couldn't handle it <laughs> but anyways lucasfilm helped make this yeah i don't know i don't know what their involvement was george was the executive producer
0: well, that makes sense because, I I mean, the, the, you know, the Henson connection there. And um, I think that I, I sort of I didn't I hadn't thought about that, but I'm not I'm not surprised by
1: it. I kind of was. But like going through the film, I'm like, OK, I get it. Like I it's weird. It's I could see that. I could see George looking at this be like, "Wow, this is going to be a very interesting film and people are going to be able to connect with David Bowie and his tight pants." But I like the dog.
0: It's a good dog. I love that dog.
1: I love how like in the film when like they were in like, not the labyrinth. Yeah, they were, like, in the labyrinth, and then, like, the dog pops up, but then, like, most of the time, it's, like, a puppet dog. Like, I don't know if it was, like, actually the dog, or it just, like, sometimes it like looked like a puppet, and I wasn't sure if it was actually the dog. Maybe it was the dog, but maybe I was just assuming too much, but, um, the goblins are really creepy, like, when they're in the room. Oh, when they're, like, popping up everywhere? yeah. I'm um, trying to think like what else oh yeah David Bowie like I didn't notice the tight pants until um Hoggle like he does something and he's like begging at David Bowie's knees and then we get like a close-up to his pants and I'm like oh no oh, oh no yeah. <laughs> it's just like okay but, I mean, like, that was an interesting story. I mean, like, I liked, you know, the girl, like, in the beginning. Like, she's like, I hate my parents. I hate this kid. And then, like, she goes to this labyrinth and, like, tries to find the kid. And she's friends with the the people who, like, look like her stuffed animals, Who find out. And then David Bowie is like, hey, kind of, like, join me and I'll love you forever. And she's like, no. And then she gets the kid and everything's fine again. But... God, like this the the weird sexual tension between like David Bowie and this like 15-year-old <laughs> was just kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I mean you definitely with that you gotta you gotta sort of just pretend that you know it's a fairy tale.
1: Yeah, but he's a man. Like the dream sequence too, like when she's in like the big dress and she sees him and like they're like, oh my god. No, like she's fifteen. Like, okay, I I can't say that because I grew up watching Disney movies, which everyone knows because I tell it every twenty minutes. But you know, like these like girls and they fall in love and they're like, I'm fifty. Like Ariel was like fourteen or fifteen when she met like Prince Eric, and he was probably like in his like twenties or thirties. But like, it's just so much. O- it's more obvious. It's it's like David Bowie. Like he was probably like in his like thirties or I. 40s maybe when he did this and uh jennifer connelly or whatever her name was uh sarah in the film she was probably 15 yeah she uh, was 15 like i don't know how old the actress was but like was 15 the actress was to me i can't speak but i wonder how she felt doing a movie with david bowie like i would be like starstruck Um, I liked the music was kind of weird, but like, I found it like stuck in my head. Like, especially at the end. Um, trying to think what else. I'm like looking through like my notes because I took some like extensive notes while watching the movie so I wouldn't forget anything. But... Yeah, I felt like uh, the more scenes we got with David Bowie, the tighter the pants got. Like, the very last scene he was in, like, where he's in this, like, big white outfit and his pants are, like, two sizes too small. And, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. Like, I, <laughs> I don't mind it. But, damn, kids watch that. <laughs> but, oh, well. It was really dark, though. Like, a lot of, like, dark things were going on in this film and just, like, you know, the way that the labyrinth was, it was just, it was really dark. And I don't know, like, as a kid, if I would have liked that. I mean, there's a lot of 80s kid
0: stuff that is darker. Um, I mean, the Dark Crystal, certainly, although that's also, that's also, you know, Henson. But, um, you know, like, E.T. has a lot of dark, scary stuff in it. I think it, I think we just used to let kids be scared more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you, the only part of this that scared me when I was a kid, because I loved this movie as a kid, but the part that I like, oh, I really. could not stand to watch, because it freaked me out so much, is the um, the fiery guys who could remove their their heads and throw them around.
1: <laughs> oh, the Red Bird the, musical the, number. The
0: fiery is whatever they're called. I don't remember their exact name. Yeah, but they would take off their body parts and throw them around. And, it, like, they scared the ever-loving shit out of me. I thought that was the funniest part Oh of the no films. I hated it Like I would leave the room I
1: still <laughs> I still don't like to watch that part I'm trying to think of like a moment in this film That like would have like scared me genuinely as a kid Um maybe <sighs> All those like little trolls Um Huggle was kind of creepy looking. Like, every time I saw him on screen, like, it was just kind of, like, weird. I liked the fox guy with, like, the white mustache. Yes. He's great. I liked how he was riding the dog. <laughs> Do you like Ludo? Yes. that's what They're yeah, like. friend. <laughs> They're a oh. friend.
0: Oh, I love it so much. I have him in pop form. Oh, really? Yeah, I have him. They made him... And um, Sarah and Jareth, and they made I don't have Hoggle. Hoggle is the one I don't have. Good, but
1: Sarah Sarah came with a little worm. Oh, really? Yeah, a little shady as shit worm. Like, oh, come on in and meet the missus. Come on, meet the missus. <laughs> no, but Hoggle was shady as fuck, too. Like, he would be like, I'm gonna help you. Just kidding. Here's a peach. Well, he doesn't want to get thrown into the bog of eternal
0: stench yeah but and he feels bad about it and he does end up being good yeah i guess i love when he's spraying for fairies (laughs) it's such a good scene
1: (laughs) i love how like they get back together in the end and then they're fighting all the troll all the troll things and then like the rocks scare them away oh now i want to watch labyrinth again yeah i mean is there a sequel No.
0: There is not. And every once in a while there's rumors that there's gonna be and that needs to die in a huge fucking fire because you can't make a sequel to the Labyrinth because David Bowie is dead.
1: That's true. So was this like because okay so Sarah's like the very beginning like the basic reason why like the very beginning she's reading this and how she gets out of like the Labyrinth is because she's reading from like this like book or these like lines or something like it was a book or was she like i didn't i don't think i got that like was she like practicing for something or well no it's just she's that's just sort of the the girl that she is Mm.
0: it's you know this book that she's in love with that she's reading from because that's who she wants to be or who she thinks she wants to be you know because she wants an exciting life yeah
1: She wants an exciting life with David Bowie until she realizes that David Bowie is an asshole in the film. And she's like, you don't know me. Bye. But. hmm. I mean, overall, I was surprised because at first I was kind of hesitant going into this because I was thinking that this is all just going to be like kind of weird. You know, which it was, but it was like a good kind of weird. I liked all like the terrible CGI parts because obviously (laughs) film on like the. Was I even alive when this movie came out? Here, let's look. It came out in 86. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even a thought yet. God, 86. Really? It's a long time ago. I don't know. Overall, I liked it. It was good. I would give it like a 7 or 8 out of 10. Maybe I'll watch it again to... But I like David Bowie. Like I, I never was like into David Bowie. So like seeing him in this, like I, I loved all the stage makeup. I like the mullet. At a point in my notes, I said his mullet's really big. I think he hit the child in there. (laughs) 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 Hmm. Ah. But anyways, Emily. Yeah. Did you watch the Clone Wars this week? Yeah, I watched them this morning. Oh, okay.
0: Um, oh, Jesus one one of them, even as I was watching it, I was thinking, man, I'm not gonna remember this episode tonight, <laughs> and that one was look up episode two. it was episode three of season three. It was supply lines, and this is where um. It's it's we're back on Rygoth and things are have gotten really bad there. And they they need to send like medical supplies and food, but the Trade Federation has a blockade around the planet, and so they so Bail Organa goes to. Toydaria and Jarger Jar is there too, because that's a neutral planet, which they can use as like a base to set up like a relief organiz- like effort. But then the Trade Federation shows up and is like, No, there's you know, if you do this, if you let them do this, they're not you're not gonna be counted as a neutral planet anymore because, you know, the separatists have a lot of forces down there, and the Jedi just want to be able to, to you know, use this relief effort as a front for blah, 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 blah. It's really goddamn boring. And you got to deal with Jar Jar being Jar Jar. And I know you like him, but...
1: Nah, it's Cause all of what, good. He,
0: he, He's like, because then, like, the, I don't know, the king or the ruler of Tordaria, <laughs> whatever, is like, okay, officially, I can't let you do this. But I want you to send relief effort to these people, but the Trade Federation can't find out. So then at this big <laughs> dinner with like Jar is Jar tax with being a distraction. And I just I I can't. I ha- like I put my computer on mute and I'm just like, no, I'm not. I cannot fucking do with this. <laughs> yeah, in the end they get the supplies down there and uh Champs and is like, okay, yay. Now we can live to fight some more of this war, I guess.
1: Jesus Christ, it was boring. Do you know what the Jedi Master was named? No. I'm gonna die. (laughs) Oh, that was
0: him? I totally didn't even notice, because that's how little attention I was paying. Even though you had told me that episode was coming. I just, like, I was checked out of this
1: episode. Weirdly enough, this is one of my favorite episodes of The Clone Wars. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I think of, like, Jar Jar episodes in The Clone Wars, my immediate thought is the dinner party where Jar Jar starts, like, getting all the plates together. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) I love... I loved that part. Just like Jar Jar trying to like distract everyone. I just like love how Jar Jar's animated. Like he's just like so silly. Just looking at him makes me laugh. And he's like, he makes all the noise. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like that's, I love that so much. I think as a kid, I would have loved it too. But now I know it's like, I, I strangely enjoy Jar Jar Banks. Like I, I don't know, but I know you don't like him, but. I'm sorry. I like Bale, though. I want Bale to be in more yeah. stuff. He will be.
0: But then the next episode I watched was better. Um, and basically, they're on Pantora, and this senator's kids get kidnapped. Um, and it turns out it's by some Trade Federation members who are, of course working for the Separatists, because they all are. But then, like, it's cool, because we see Greedo, because he is one of the kidnappers, and so there's stuff on, in, like, Jabba's palace, so that was fun to see. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of cool, like, Ahsoka gets to, you know, sneak around on this Trade Federation ship, and, you know, she basically saves the day, and I liked that. Um, we briefly see that guy that I hate. The inspector guy, the human one.
1: Oh, fuck that guy. With the annoying
0: voice. But luckily, like he's only in it for one scene. I saw him and I'm like, oh no. But then he's only in it really briefly.
1: He's literally the worst character like, ever in <sighs> Star Wars. God, he's so annoying. Like, I get they're trying to do like, oh, like we need a detective character. But he's just overly he's so detective like he doesn't even doesn't even seem like star wars-y like i hate you know that term like this isn't star wars-y but that character is just god awful
0: no it's really it's really out of place
1: Mm.
0: but i enjoyed it and i like rito
1: yay that's good well i'm glad that you enjoyed that episode
0: but, well yeah, certainly, especially after that, I, like I almost stopped after supply lines and I'm just like, ah, I might be done with this fucking show, but <laughs> but I kept up, and I like this one a lot more.
1: I'm looking at like the episode bios for the next couple episodes, and I think you'll like um the next couple ones, so get some Padme Keen ahsoka stuff. okay,' Should be fun. Do you want to get to our uh, top three? Oh, yeah. We should probably do that. We have a top three this week. That's good. Yeah. If you have any top three recommendations, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com and we'll read them and give our top threes. Uh, We have one from a couple weeks ago because we didn't do one last week because we had an awesome amount of emails. But I forgot who sent it. It was um, someone recommended it to us. It was top three minor characters. Yeah, because it was the one the that came Jedi. up
0: in an email that we were reading. And I can't remember whose it was. So I'm sorry if it was yours.
1: Yeah. But Emily, who are your top three minor characters in The Last Jedi?
0: Okay. First, I'm going to go with my girl BB9E. Hey. I know we barely get any of her, and I hope we get more of her in one of the deleted scenes. Because I love that little evil droid. <laughs> I love that she manages somehow in that one scene to seem like a fucking asshole. Even though she's just a little droid. And she doesn't have, like, facial expressions. But she, she just looks really smug. And I think that's amazing. Um, let's see, I gotta go with Tally. Who we've talked about before because Tally is awesome. And I just like that we get, you know, this really great female pilot in the Resistance. Um, She's another person I'm hoping we see pop up in the book more. And then I'm going to go with Paige Tico because Paige is fantastic in that scene. It's such a good intense like edge of your seat scene and like the determination and strength that she has is so great. And when she manages to catch that remote and detonate the bombs, it's, it's just a fucking fantastic scene.
1: It is. It's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. You know, I was so surprised watching the movie for the first time and seeing a scene like that being like, Oh, my God! This movie is starting out so strong. I think the last Jedi is like the strongest has the strongest fifteen minutes of any Star Wars beginning fifteen minutes of like any Star Wars movie.
0: I can see that it's it's really solid.
1: i yeah, I love Rose and Paige. I want more Paige. Like I feel like we need to know or we deserve to know more about her. So I'm excited that the possibility of the novel we get to learn more about her. Yeah, I wanna I
0: wanna go back and read that. Um, is it Cobalt Squadron? Is that the one with her and Page, like Rose and Page? So. Because I want to know, like, I want to know how they ended up in the resistance and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's Cobalt or Cobalt Squadron. Yeah, it shows her, Rose, and someone else in the background who isn't really like familiar. I don't know if that's... I don't know who that is. But, yeah. Definitely. I'd hit that up. But, um... My top three. um, Big Face Alien, dude. <laughs> I love Big Face Alien. Me too! I love that he's a good pilot and that he's Poe's friend. And I love that you know Poe has this like little squad in this movie it was him, Connix, it was some other people too who um kind of captured Holdo.
0: Mhm.
1: And I love like the lo- like the loyalty that they all have to Poe and like they're all like close because you know I understand that in The First Order is just demolishing most of the Resistance, now Rebel Alliance. And, you know, everyone's just going. And that we have this, like, tiny group of, like, people who are just, like, kind of, like, sticking together. I feel like that's, like, their little, you know, like, they've probably been with each other for a long time. And especially now, it's like they're sticking together. But I love Big Face Alien, dude. I want to see more of him. I don't know if he was in The Force Awakens. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I would have remembered
0: him. But I also have a terrible memory, so it's entirely possible that I would not.
1: <laughs> We're the worst Star Wars fan. I don't know. know. It's, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, number two is Broom Boy. I admittedly get really emotional when I see Broom Boy at the end of The Last Jedi. Like, I believe the last time that I watched it, I like actually like kind of cried. And I never cry during shit. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I cry because I see him being, like, the symbol of hope. But, or because, you know, he's having his, like, Luke Skywalker moment. Where he's, like, looking into the twin sons and thinking, God, like, what is my purpose here? And, like, we find out, too, that, you know, he has the force in him. And he has such a big potential for the future. And I think that's, like, really big, especially now with uh the Rebel Alliance and the First Order. I just thought that was a really big moment. And I'm glad that, I'm still glad that this movie ended on that. Because it was a moment that we needed to see that the Jedi are not dead. That they are alive. Uh, I love boy Even though I know he's probably, he's not going to be in the next movie. He was just that little, like, catalyst or whatever. But I'm glad he's here. Yeah, I like
0: Brimboy. Boy. Boy is good.
1: And um, uh, I don't want to sound biased by my never one. But uh, <laughs> Gerald the pork. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Chewbacca's friend because we have to understand that Chewbacca's going through a lot of shit right now. Like he's going from, you know, planet to planet and he just lost his best friend. And, you know, especially Luke, he sees Luke and Luke's just like not himself and he won't go with them to the resistance. And that's obviously taking a toll on Chewbacca, I think. And even though he's like growing a closer relationship to Ray, like there's still probably like a bit of emptiness in Chewbacca. Like, you know, he had a life dip to Han and they shared a very great bond, but, I feel like we see more Chewbacca like being Chewbacca when he's with Gerald. I just feel like Gerald's just like so silly. And like I know Chewbacca's like moving him out of the way, but I generally think that like Gerald is like helping Chewbacca. Like kind of like a distraction a little bit, you know, especially when like he's on the Falcon and all the porgs are all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's a distraction that Chewbacca needs because he's going through a rough time right now. Like I'm trying to eloquently describe like why Horg is useful in this movie, but I I think it is. I don't think that they're like they're just I you know like it's like cool like they're great for like merch aspects for the Last Jedi. But I mean, it's it's good to have them in the movie because like how else are we supposed to see that Chewbacca is like grieving from this and like how are we supposed to see Chewbacca healing from this situation? I like the Porgs. I like, oh my god, I was so happy that it turned out my dad liked them.
0: But <laughs> I was really worried because I, I didn't I didn't know if that was going to be his thing. But he really liked him. He liked that he liked Gerald because he he mentioned the scream.
1: <laughs> Gerald, I love Gerald. I'm glad he liked them too. I'm glad he liked the the Fathiers and the Volplexes. Still waiting for my Volplex uh, stuffed animal, by the way, Disney. But I want more Fathier stuff too because we only have one Fathier stuffed animal. Yeah
0: seems like we could get some more
1: i know the porgs are like slowly like going out though because i went to disneyland the other day and they're they're finally putting because when you when you go to disneyland you go in some of the stores they like there's like a star wars store near uh, star tours because the exit of star tours you go into the store because smart but They have, like, the lines. And in the lines, they have, like, you know, the stuff that you can buy. Like, oh, here's this, this. They have, like, a whole bin just full of Porgs. And that's when you know that the Porgs are slowly going out. But they have them, like, in the front, too. They just – it's an overflow of Porgs. But slowly going out. And then they had that Porg backpack from – um, what's it from? But it's, like, 60 bucks, And I'm just waiting for it to go on sale because I almost got it. But then I'm, like, ah – yeah, just wait. Yeah. I'm just afraid that I'll wait and then, like, I won't, like, f- or just, like, totally sell out. But, nah, because I'm still wanting to get um, that little Funko porg, the brown one. I'm, like, still looking online. I found, like, one on this website that was, like, it was, like, 26 bucks. And I'm like, I don't want to spend that much money on a porg not knowing that it's actually that porg. Like, I would totally, like, go on eBay and buy one, like, if I saw it and, like, message the. The owner message the person be like, Is this actually this porg? Like, I need to know, but that's just kind of crazy. But I want that porg. Like, I'm sad that like I didn't see it until like it was like totally sold out. But oh well, there's the worst things in life than not getting a porg. You
0: have a couple of them already, so
1: (laughs) not enough, not enough, but. Yeah, thank you. Um, Sorry, we forgot who recommended this top three. Uh, Was it Adele?
0: No. Because it was somebody um, in the last episode.
1: I had my notes from last episode somewhere on my table, but I keep reorganizing it because I keep getting so many porgs that, like, I'm running out of table space. To the point where I think I might use, like, the guest bedroom as, like, my podcast (laughs) My podcast room. (laughs) 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 But anyways, um, let's get to our emails. We got some awesome emails this week. And I will read the first one from Mick. And he says... Hey dispatchers, I've never read a Star Wars novel. Where should I start? And then he also has a top three that we will do next week. So hell yeah on that. But anyways, uh, Emily, where should we start with Star Wars novels?
0: Oh man, we are we're not really the people to ask this, are we? Um, I will say, don't read Darth Plagueis. <laughs> Sorry, King Tom. That book's awful. Um, hmm of the ones I've read, I really like the Leia Prince of Alderon. It's just sort of a, it's just sort of a beautiful little book, and yeah, it's technically aimed at a, at a slightly younger audience, but I also just think it's, it's really good and it offers an interesting perspective on, on Leia and her relationship with her parents, which I thought was really cool. And also of course we get um, quite a bit of Holdo in there. And so I highly recommend it for that reason. Um, I would say read that one. I would say. Depending on how big of a. Rogue One fan you are. Read Catalyst. Because I think it. Adds a lot of depth to that movie. Um, Aftermath. I still haven't read the third Aftermath book. And it's not because they're bad. It's just because I have. a To read pile that is. A couple hundred books deep. But I, I think the aftermath books got a pretty bad rap. and um, I think the, the, the first book is, is, is fine. The second book I really liked, and I've heard the third one is great.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm like a good source of reasoning or advice for books. But, you know, I would go, you know, I would ask myself questions. Like, if I, you know, wanted to get into Star Wars books, I would ask, all right, like, what what Star Wars movie do I like the best? Or what characters do I like the best? And I would try to find, you know, books about the characters or do I like a book that you know talks about like her is like a novelization of a movie I would go into that like you know I talked about before how like I really loved Avengers of the Sith as a kid and I was really excited to read the novel but you know like you said about Princess Leia like I know that you're really you love Princess Leia and you know reading her book was like one of your favorites and you know, I would ask myself that like I, I obviously do I read Plagueis or I read some of Plagueis and, you know, it wasn't really my type of book, I think, too, because I was never really big on Darth Sidious or, mm-hmm. you know, the the Darth Plagueis wise tale or whatever. Like, I think that I know what I like and I want to read about the things that I like, which is why. I'm excited as hell that we're probably going to get a Padme novel soon because I'm very big on Padme. Like, she's one of my favorite characters. And the fact that I get to read a novel about her makes me, like, really excited because I've always wanted to know more about her and canon because I used to read, like, the databanks, you know, just about her, her life and everything and about other characters, too. But I don't know. I would start wherever you feel comfortable starting or, you know, what you like. Yeah, because it sort of, yeah, it sort of depends
0: what you want to do. Like, if you want to read, if, if your goal is to read all of the current canon, I would say just start it, I, I would just say read them as, like, chronologically from as they've been published. But if that's not your goal, if you just, if you're not a completist, then just find the ones that sound the most interesting to you. Or like, are you interested in the post Jedi era and our old characters? Or are you interested in, you know, are you interested in Phasma? Are you interested in in um, like Ventress? Are you interested in Leia? Like, just find who your who your person is, and go that way.
1: Hell yeah. I agree. Yeah, you know, that's difficult too, like the canon versus not canon. Because, you know, there's just so many like different and especially comic books too. Like definitely you can do comic books. Like I feel like a lot of people like benefit from reading, you know, from the comics. Like definitely, like if you really want to get into that, check out Will Communication. Our friends Justin Rashad, they talk about comics too. But yeah it can be anywhere from like comics or books or whatever readable star wars information yeah i mean I,
0: I in general would say try not to i mean i know people get really tied down in what mm-hmm. canon is but i don't know like if it like the the fact that legends is now legends and not like a canonical part of the universe isn't what stops me from reading those books Hmm. like if somebody said oh here's a really one that I think you in particular would really like I would still read it even though it's not canon because it's still a good a good story is still a good story I mean maybe that's partially because I grew up reading a ton of of Star Trek books and the Star Trek books never had any impact at all on the show. And, and honestly, for a long time, the star Trek books didn't even have any impact on any of the other star Trek books that changed. um, Later on, I think in the, like the early two thousands, they started doing ones where you'd see like things that connected all of the different TV shows, or they sort of did a series of books that was after the show, deep space nine ended, that just sort of continued it. Like they were all written by different authors, but it was as if it were just like the next season of the show. But before that, it was just, it was like reading one-off episodes and some of them are really good. And some of them were terrible, but the ones that are good, I fucking love reading. Even if I knew, well, none of this is ever going to matter on screen because I'm still reading stories of these characters that I like.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm still thinking about, you know, oh, where to start, but I don't know. It's all up to you. Whatever. Whatever like, <laughs> yeah. you like. Although if although if
0: anyone wants to know what Star Trek books to read, hit me up and I will give you a whole huge <laughs> list. Cuz seriously, I used to read so many of them. I haven't read any of them new ones, but I can give you some really good old
1: Star Trek Next Generation books to read I wish I was good at like giving advice <laughs> about books but oh well it's all good but yeah ask Emily about Star Trek books but yeah thank you for the email yeah thanks Mick
0: I'm sorry we couldn't be more helpful with that but
1: <laughs> <laughs> we tried our best
0: all right, let's see. Okay, that's a top three, so we'll save that one.
1: Yes, thank you for sending top threes. We have some now.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> this is one from Jim. <laughs> and it is titled, <laughs> A Really, 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 Really Stupid Question. Well, Way to, way to sell yourself, Jim. That's, Very that's some... That's some you're really setting expectations. <laughs> Dear Canto invite Dispatch, I have a really stupid question to ask, and I've been really hesitant about setting it in because it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been in my head for like two weeks, and I need to ask someone before it drives me insane. I apologize in advance that you are the people I'm sending it to. <laughs>
1: I'm honored.
0: Okay. So, my question is Do you think there are flat earthers in Star Wars? To be clear, I'm talking about people who live in the Star Wars universe, but think that the world they live on is flat. (laughs) I think there has to be some. There are trillions of people in the galaxy, and we know not all of them have been to space. So at least a few have to think they are living on a flat world. It's just common sense. All right. So... Assuming we are all on the same page and there are people in the Star Wars universe that believe the world is flat, my next question is, do you think we have seen any of these flat earthers on screen as a major character? I've come up with my most likely candidates of Star Wars characters that think the world is flat. Note that I did warn you that I've been spending too much time thinking about this topic. (laughs) One, Jar Jar Binks. Yes, I know that he once traveled through a planet's core, but it doesn't change my mind that he thinks Naboo is totally flat. Two, Ewoks. All right, before you scream, please let me defend my position. They're clearly primitive enough to think that C-3PO is a god. Plus, I don't think they've been off their planet. They would be my most likely candidate to think their planet is flat just based on that alone. Sure, they're cute, and they can totally kill a stormtrooper. That doesn't mean they're smart enough to know the world is round. Three, Ray Rey. Again, before you scream, she did live on Jakku by herself for most of her life, and she is very trusting. I could totally see Unkar telling her the world is flat as a joke and her totally buying it. Plus, how awesome would it have been if she and Finn are leaving Jakku and she sees the planet and she's like, holy shit, it's round. (laughs) Final question, I promise. Since there are so many worlds in Star Wars, do you think there is one that is actually flat? Also, there's a guy on that flat world who thinks it's round. Everyone is like, shut up, Dave, it's totally flat, you moron. (laughs) How Much would it suck to be him? I mean, if he was born in any other world, he would be right, but instead, he's a moron. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. And promised not to write for a few weeks as punishment for writing this incredibly stupid email. Keep up the great work. You're bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Jim.
1: <laughs> no, Jim, you should keep writing this because this question made me laugh a lot. Please keep writing these e- These kind of emails. Like, if you think it's stupid, just send it. <laughs> no, but this isn't stupid. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a good question. I'm
0: going to take the second question first, because the answer to the second question is no, just because of how planets are. They're, they're round, or at least, like, oblong spheroids. Because that's just how, like, the physics of planets work.
1: I mean, possibly the Ewoks could think that some could think, "Oh, it's round," and the Ewoks are like, "Shut up, it's flat." I or the other way around. I might
0: wager that it's it might not even be something that the Ewoks
1: think about. I mean, you know, he brings up the point too that they think that three PO is a god. So, what else do they think? You know? Uh, yeah, and I mean, it
0: would definitely it definitely would have to be somebody who is on a planet that doesn't have um, space travel. So you're looking at more primitive worlds. Although, I mean, there are people who think the Earth is flat. So, I mean, they are just people who are going to be dumb no matter what. Who, Who could also, I guess, think that the whole galaxy is some, like, conspiracy theory. Like people on Earth who think that the space program one is. But
1: hmm well ewoks don't do like space travel or every anything but wasn't there an ewok in the phantom menace
0: oh god i have no idea
1: here let me look that up king tom please
0: but um Let's i don't follow. know i'm yeah i think would, i think it would have to be somebody who is never been off their world um Ray, I don't think so just because Ray there, there would have been so many people on and off that world um, but it just would have been natural for her to know the reality of things um you know it's hard because we don't see we don't see a lot from the worlds that aren't. Advanced enough to have space travel. I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, especially our major characters.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the only thing I can think of is like in the Clone Wars, and they go to you know different planets. So you can tell that they don't do space travel or anything. But you know, I even believe that some of those people know that where they are is around planet. Well, yeah, of course, because because it's not like
0: we it's not like we found out our planet was a globe once we developed space travel yeah i mean it's something that's been known for i mean centuries and centuries
1: Hmm. well back to jar jar i think that At first, he probably thought that the world was flat, but then he went to, or, you know, he flew on the ship to Tatooine, and he probably realized then that, holy shit, the world's actually not flat, or that planets aren't flat, but I'm trying to think, like, who else?
0: I do love the idea of what the, like, what the different, like, planets would have in terms of conspiracy theories, though. I mean that's sort of that's sort sort
1: of of a,
0: a fascinating. Because I wonder. I mean, all right. Now this is. I, I I hate to use this as the example, but I can't. I can't think of another one. I mean, because because like Holocaust deniers exist, and mm-hmm. obviously like fucking scum of the earth. But putting that aside, like, so are there people within within the star wars universe who are like I, I don't even know what you would call it like people who didn't who who d- deny alderaan getting destroyed
1: probably or even like the jedi existing or that there's a war going on like maybe a lot of you know the, it's hard to say that the empire or the First Order really did take over the whole galaxy. Because, you know, it's a really big galaxy. Like, we're still being introduced to planets that we didn't know existed. And, you know, we see a very large amount of planets on um, on Clone Wars. And we see some in Rebels. And I... It's impossible to say that they took over the whole galaxy. Like, we we still haven't seen a lot of planets. So... And I do wonder. It's
0: hard to say. Like, it seems very inconsistent how intergalactic news travels. So, like, what people on one planet would know versus how long it would take, you know, people on a planet the next system over to find out.
1: <laughs> this makes me think, too, that. You know like what if like someone on one of those planets like they had a force sensitive person. And like what if they use that person for like the weather person like oh is it going to rain today or oh can you tell if it's going to or like what's the weather going to be like or what's going to happen in the future or, like in a st- like they were like their personal like what's the word for the person that does like the weather and shit. I don't know. I don't know my like a meteorologist? Meteorologist, yeah. Like, what if like they thought is these that a Jedi, Jedi power? Or, like, with these... Maybe the like, people thought that. That's what I'm asking. That what if people thought that like, you know, if they saw someone on their planet that like had these powers, that like, what if they're like a meteorologist, or <laughs> like, what if like, <laughs> I don't know, like, no, because we talked about that.
0: We talked about that previously, which I think is awesome. Which is what. <laughs> because the force it seems can can sort of find you know anybody what happens when the force comes to somebody who is on a planet that doesn't have any concept of the force cuz that's that's how you get people like being accused of witchcraft and shit
1: yeah that sounds like scary, like being on a planet, realizing you have these powers, and then everyone around you been like, oh, you're a witch, or oh we must sacrifice the person with the power." Or just
0: like even if it's not that. I mean, even if suddenly like realizing you have these powers and having no having not even heard like myths of those powers existing. I mean that would that would screw with your head a little
1: bit. Yeah, that's a scary thought. I'm, like, really interested now on in, like, what people on these planets think or, like, what the education, especially, too, on these planets. Like, I know they probably have, like, something like the Net, like, showing, like, oh, like, this is what's going on here. So I know that people obviously know that they don't live on a flat atmosphere or that there's, like, more planets in the galaxy. But for those people who don't have, like, the holonet or something, like, what do they think? You know, they obviously probably think that it's just like them and that's it. You know, kind of like us. Or I don't want to go into like a weird, like if aliens exist or shit, which I don't know. But, oh well. But anyways, that was a really good email. Thank you, Jim. I like Jim. Fuck me too. Jim's awesome. I love how uh, people are calling yourself Canto bitches too. I want a hat. Did you say that that you want a hat as a Canto bitch? I want a shirt.
0: I don't wear hats, but I want a shirt.
1: Me too. That'd be a fun shirt. Well, we have an email from from Paul in the UK. He says, hi, just a quick question for the show. Tom Cruise announced on the UK TV that the new Mission Impossible Fallout movie will be airing its trailer during the Super Bowl next week. Do you think this will affect the release of solo trailer in any way? Look forward to hearing the show. Paul from the UK. Thank you, Paul. Um No, I don't think those Mission Impossible movies are that big, are they? Well, I mean Okay no, they're still I
0: mean I think I feel like Rogue Nation still did really well, but i don't I don't think it necessarily makes a difference as to whether the Han Solo one is going to be then or not. I mean, we often get a couple of 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 pretty big ones
1: We do we got pirates last year and we got other I feel like you know every different studio like we get like universal or um Disney, or I'm trying to think of other ones, but I can't, but I feel like each film company or each, you know, different kind of genre of movie, especially commercials too, like different products are shown trailers or commercials during the Super Bowl like that's kind of like the big thing of the Super Bowl is getting your media out there and getting you know trailers or new merchandise or you know new products out there so that people can see because it's like really expensive to get Super Bowl trailers like it's like a that like a million dollars for like 30 seconds or something or like for like five seconds I don't know I don't know the whole numbers on that but I know it's expensive
0: yeah I don't know I mean I'm just not sure. I don't know enough about advertising, I guess, and how and 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 honestly the I mean the advertising for this movie is is baffling so far because they have such a short time period and nobody has any idea what's happening. There's been like no promotion for the movie yet. It comes out in May, but God only knows at this point.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, I – I'm starting to get – not annoyed, but just, like, with the whole trailer stuff. It's, like, just – I don't really care anymore, like, when the trailer is. Like, I'm not impatient anymore. I'm just like, okay, like, if we get a trailer soon, that's cool. I can't wait to talk with my friends about it, and I can't wait until the movie. But this whole kind of, like, trailer watch 2018 kind of thing is, like, okay, like, cool. Like, we might get a trailer next Sunday, and we might talk about it next week, and, you know, we might not. We might get it, like, two weeks from now, or we might get it, like, with something else, or Good Morning America, or something. Like, I'm tired of this, like, guessing game. Yeah. Um, I will say, if
0: it does, if it is Super Bowl, then we'll try to get the episode out right away. Just so that... You know, then you have an episode to listen to right, you know, the day or two after seeing the trailer is supposed to almost a week afterwards. But um, I, I just want it to come out because I want to get excited about this movie. And I think that's that's how I'm going to get excited is by seeing a trailer.
1: Yeah, I I'm already excited, but it's just it's like, OK, like. I feel like every day I'm, like, being reminded that the solo trailer still isn't here. Oh, my
0: God. Did you see pictures of of Glover at the Grammys tonight?
1: I I saw that he performed. I think he performed with the boy that's going to play Simba in The Lion King. I'm not sure, but.
0: But he's in this all-white suit, and he looks so fucking cool.
1: I love Donald Glover. I'm so excited to see Lando in this film. Like, I, I feel like, you know, as I get older, like, I just, like, love, like, certain characters, like, more or less. And I feel like Lando. Like, I was kind of bummed in The Last Jedi that we didn't really get Lando. And I want to see Lando again. And I want to get an opportunity for that in Episode 9. But, I mean, I'm really happy that we're getting him in Solo. And we're getting more of... On Solo and Chewbacca, but I don't know, like, these weren't really characters that either I connected with or that, like, I was really into. But, you know, I'm I'm always open to, like, finding out more about people and characters in different situations. I think that's why I'm excited for this movie. But I hate saying that I'm just excited for something because it's Star Wars. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, this is something that I've loved chair since I was a child. Like, we're getting more stories. Like, I'm really happy about that. Look, we've gotten... We've gotten three
0: new movies so far and i've liked all of them that's a pretty decent track record
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so i don't know i'm trying to be optimistic about solo but i know i just i need a trailer because then the conversation can be about the trailer and not about when we're going to
1: get the trailer I'm so done with that. I feel bad because it's like, you know, at first I'm like, okay, like, it's kind of funny. Like everyone thinks that their own, that they're like uh, media experts or like uh, advertising experts. Because they're like, this is when the trailer should actually be. But I don't know. I'm I'm down for anything. I'm easy. Yeah, And and
0: like, Paul, I don't, I don't mean to dismiss your question there. I really like, I don't like, I actually, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about the, the, idea of whether another like another really big action movie coming out would would be seen as a potential conflict and again like i obviously like i just don't know like i don't know yeah. what the mindset of of disney is right now
1: i don't know either and I don't know maybe we'll like we'll figure that out like in the next couple weeks but you know too like I I'm impatient sometimes but I know like when I'm like okay like I feel like I'm so distracted lately with like school and everything too so it's not really something that's like on my mind like if I was still like on break I'd be like all right like clock's ticking I need more Star Wars but I feel like like since I've been keeping myself like busy like this past week with like different stuff like family stuff and like school stuff I've just been like oh yeah solo cool But yeah, I don't think it'll affect the release of the trailer in any way. I mean, I still think that there's a big possibility of it coming out on the Super Bowl. But, you know, if it doesn't, then it doesn't like it won't affect me in any way. Like, I'll just I'll just have to wait longer. But I mean, we've been waiting already. So
0: also, if it's going to be on the Super Bowl or it's not going to be on the Super Bowl, just tell me now. Because otherwise, if it's not on the Super Bowl, but I don't know it's (laughs) not on the Super Bowl, then I still have to watch the Super Bowl. And I don't want to watch the Super Bowl.
1: I just watch it for the food and for like the parties. Well, like
0: back when my, my brother and his wife were living in Brooklyn, then they'd always have an awesome sewer Bowl party. And I just like, I'd make really good cookies or cupcakes and I'd go and my brother would have some like amazing, like smoked slab of meat and there'd be tons of good food and we'd get super drunk and other things. (laughs) And, then I'm fine with the Super Bowl, but, like, they they moved, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl home by myself. And, glass, there's a Star Wars trailer.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not really a big, league like, football person either. Like, I really like college football. Like, I watch it with my dad sometimes. But, I mean, like, I'll sit on the couch and, like, play some games on my iPad. And then just, like, look at the TV right now and then with, like, a commercial. But... Yeah, I mean, it's really long too. I hope the Patriots don't win because they win everything.
0: Oh no, I, I don't. I don't care about football at all. But I don't like the Patriots. Yeah,
1: I don't trust Tom Brady. I don't care for him.
0: I don't care for his like vaccine denying wife. I don't. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like their coach. Like the Patriots just seem like assholes. And also Rebecca likes the Eagles so I'm going to cheer for them.
1: Hell yeah. I'm going to be Eagles fan for Rebecca this week or this next Sunday. Hell yeah. Well I guess that's it. That was a nice little episode full of the Last Jedi and David Bowie's tight pants and Clone Wars and yeah, now we need another movie for you to watch. I know. Wait, what movie am I watching next?
0: Well, you should watch The Dark Crystal. So,
1: is that... That's just, like, another movie by the director? Or the writers? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's puppets.
1: Are they creepy, like, uh, Hoggle?
0: Oh, there's some super cre- cre- creepy ones in these.
1: <laughs> like, they're
0: super scary.
1: Yeah, well, if we don't get a solo trailer next week, then um, then I'll watch it and review it for you guys. Like my terrible review of Labyrinth.
0: Wasn't a terrible review. That was a fun review. And actually, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll watch Dark Crystal too because I haven't seen that in like a really long time. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I saw Dark Crystal. But they're doing like a theater re release. I think sometime this year, because there's going to be a Netflix show coming out.
1: Oh, wow. That's exciting. I feel like I'm like forgetting something. Like, I feel like like there's something that like happened that I'm just like, oh, yeah, this happened. But I really don't think. I think it's just really like another slow week.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah, probably. I mean, there might be something big and obvious, but I can't. I don't know. I don't think so. Nah.
1: Is it last year I like out of theaters? No, nah, it's still in a lot of places.
0: I mean, it's certainly, you know, it's people, it's not like cinemas are showing it on, you know, five screens ten times a day anymore. But mm. a lot of places still have it. But again, also, I live in New York City, so I have a lot <laughs> more theaters. So it takes a while before everything anything leaves new york
1: are you gonna see it again or have you reached like your limit of all right i can wait until this comes out
0: i don't know like i almost feel like i can just wait at this
1: point yeah yeah i'm the same way like i i get really antsy sometimes when i'm like watching movies and i feel like i was like a little more like antsy during like the last jedi i was like kind of like Okay, like I I wouldn't mind if this is the last time I'm seeing this movie before it comes out on you know DVD or Blu-ray, but I mean like if someone wants to see it again with me, hell yeah, I'm down. Like it's a fun movie and I really like it.
0: Yeah, you know like if but- I look if I had a theater like right down the block for me, I would probably go again. But the <laughs> thought of like getting on the train and going somewhere, I'm like, eh, no. I mean the next thing I'm going to see is probably uh, Black Panther. Oh yeah, I already got my tickets for that. Yeah, I got my tickets. I'm really excited. I'm seeing it I'm seeing it the Friday it opens.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, my family and I are going um that Thursday night. I think it's like the 15th of February. Yeah. It's coming up. It's almost February. Holy shit. Yeah. God, when we um put this episode up, it'll be the not no, it'll be the the 2nd of February. Groundhog Day. Have you seen Groundhog Day? No. <laughs> Maybe I should watch that movie next week. Who is in that movie? Wasn't that...
0: It's Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Oh, and Chris Elliott. And Stephen
1: Kudlansky. <laughs> Groundhogs are so cute, though. Like, look at their little teeth. I like how, like... I love how animals, like, hold food and eat it. Like, I just think it's, like, so cute. Oh. Well, anyways, I'll add that movie to my list, too. Oh, well, anyways, Emily, where can everyone find you on social media?
0: Well, you can follow the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram at Pod. And you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at EFLIND. That's at e f o i n d. And um, if you have any feedback for DadPod, uh, send it to me either on Twitter or at CantoBitepod at gmail.com. And I will pass it along to Papa Lindo. Yay!
1: Tell him I said hi and that I enjoy DadPod. I will let him know. Sweet. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. But anyways, um Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed episode 26 of The Canto Byte Dispatch. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.